from the top of the Poconos, it's the Balcony Show with your host Ann Thatcher, Bo Summer, and me, the Mad Cat. We have searched the globe for the best in indie music, so you don't have to. So here we go, the Balcony Show. Everybody, thanks for listening to the Balcony Show. We are very excited this evening because we have none other than Lover Boy going to join us later. Yeah, she, she, she means you know Mike Reno from Lover Boy, not me, not the Mad Cat. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. And because <laughs> you notice, I just went, I right, just by went right past that. So, and because we have you know quote unquote Lover Boy on. Yeah. on I thought it would be really cool to have some hit it, Dave. Useless facts. Facts that are freaking useless. 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 the first one and i can already see where we're going yeah i actually turned the page down yeah all right i want to i want to be surprised Matt oh, Cat. Just this <laughs> totally the, off the cuff i don't want to read okay. yeah all right well let's just get right to it useless facts about sex useless fact number one the record for the most female orgasms is 134 in one hour what i mean is that really a useless fact I mean, I mean, you got a point there. That's like a standard of operation. Are you impressed? Right Are you impressed, Mick? Well, I'm impressed. Record, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I want to know who, like how, who? I, I don't know. You know what? The, I think the how Swedish do... study this stuff a lot. Oh, did they? I think it's the yeah. Swedish that oh. study. Leave it to the Swedes. Wow, oh, the they have some sex there. lab somewhere. Yeah, no, the mad cat says, stuff. hey now. <laughs> so... Moving right along, useless fact number two, a single sperm contains 37.5 megabytes megabytes of DNA information. One ejaculation represents a data transfer of 15,875 gigabytes, equivalent to the combined capacity of 62 (laughs) MacBook Pro laptops. Isn't that insane? Whoa. I mean, I really thought that was interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Guy walks into work one day. Hey, Dwayne, we need you to figure this out. Dwayne quits job. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, but you know what? You could. Uh, hey, listen. That's you, when you look at. You know, that's a data turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you're really giving up. You know, some DNA. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. You're giving it up. All right, all right. So, useless <laughs> fact number three. Oh. Jesus. Um, gymnophoria is the sense that someone is mentally undressing you. I get that all the time. (laughs) Gymnophoria. I didn't know there was a word for it. You know how I know? When somebody randomly vomits in the room. That's how I know. Oh, no. Stop. They saw the great Sasquatch unfurled. (laughs) Unfurled. Yes. All right. Gymnophoria. Useless fact number four. Oh, this one's for me. (laughs) Fat men last longer. Fat guys last on an average over three times as long in the bedroom. A 2010 Turkish study looked into the average performance times of men over the course of a year. The researchers found that fat men could keep going for an average of 7 minutes, 18 seconds, while skinny guys... um, while skinny guys' partners had to put up with a mere 108 seconds. Well, let me tell you something. Seconds. Yeah, look, he's feeling a little proud right After now. After seven minutes and 18 seconds, my fat ass is about to die. So somebody get a crest Isn't that insane, though? What was it? What were the first numbers? Actually, I'm I'm a little depressed at those numbers. Seven were. minutes, 18 seconds oh. for a, a fat guy. 108 seconds so that's a minute and not quite two minutes second a minute and a half for a skinny guy I'm that's but this, that's like blink of an eye poof but this yeah. is crazy we're done so now it's either it's either <laughs> it's either up to me or <laughs> yeah we're all looking at Donna now because she's dating a tall skinny guy <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> 
Oh, All right. No, no. Inqui- <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. She's turning red. We want to know if this is true, guys. We want facts. Mark, if I'll you're listening, tell, call in. Honey. Hey, Scooby Dooby Doo. I actually got more go time than seven minutes, 18 seconds, though. So. Like, I actually think I'm going to die sometimes. I do. That's the average, though. That's the average. Wow. And that's a crazy average. Because I I myself, naturally, I would have just assumed that it was actually longer. You know, even though. Yeah, I would think it would be a little longer. You're like a freaking runaway locomotive. But, I mean. You have. Such a way with words. <laughs> what a word. It is you are you it's a gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knows it. It's but a he knows gift. it. Seven minutes, eighteen seconds. I haven't even started eating my sandwich yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right. So useless fact. We should number be videoing this it, show. Just so we can <laughs> see each other's faces <laughs> after. Useless oh fact number five. During sexual intercourse, in addition to the genitals and breasts, the inner nose also swells. Didn't Ew. know that. That's probably why really? I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Oh my god, I did and not know that. So does everybody? <laughs> That's weird. I mean, you know, if your nose is, do you, do you like, hey baby, what are we? You know what I mean? Yeah. She starts sounding like that. That was so good. I'll finish in the sink. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> right. flip flops. Yeah, you know, there, there. Oh, that's what baby. I'm saying. Brian with flip flops. Oh my god. All right, Donna, you you okay over there in that corner? <laughs> we lost her at the hundred and eight <laughs> seconds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Scooby Doo Doo. We're Scooby Doo. Scooby. Scooby. If Donna's looking at her like Uh-oh. smartwatch or something, beware. She's we're, timing you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've lost oh, control. <laughs> Ground control. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So, useless fact number six: the longer a man's ring finger is, uh, the longer a man's ring finger is compared to his index finger, the more testosterone he has. What? Isn't that insane? Ah! Ooh! <laughs> Special. Your ring finger is a little bit longer than your index finger. Ooh! Well, apparently, I'm doing all right. <laughs> what about the other hand? Same. Yeah, yeah. same. Yeah, Look it's at that. Longer. See? It? Yeah, I'm your all... ring fingers are longer so than you your. Gotta... I'm all jacked up, folks. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So useless fact. That was a useless fact, by the way, but. Uh, useless fact number seven. Oh, man, these words. Uh, uh, formicophilia? That's what I think. Formicophilia. Yeah, um, formicophilia. Yeah, 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 okay. There's a sexual interest <laughs> in small I don't know if it's formica. Start over, start crawling over. Crawling over one's body. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is that? What oh, is my that? God. <laughs> sexual. Ew. <laughs> Ooh. Especially since you love spiders so much, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> so nah, man. <laughs> so but really, they're looking at the bugs in a sexual way? No, they like the sensation of bugs crawling on them while they're having sex. Yeah, no, so not they same probably thing. put <laughs> bugs on, like ants or something, on them while they're having sex. See, there's just some weird people, people on this so planet, man. But who would even Easy. think to do something like that? Yeah. That it would be a word that's in the dictionary. Right. I don't, I that don't know. Do. And if you're I listening, you want to cancel me? Take a shot, kiddo. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm not the one with freaking insects crawling on me. <laughs> oh, all right. My I, goodness. <laughs> all right. Useless fact number eight. Yeah. The the inventor of Kellogg's cornflakes, Doctor Kellogg, was an ardent anti masturbation campaigner. Loser. He believed that a healthy diet would decrease a person's sexual thoughts. This guy's a loser. Isn't that... But I never knew that about Kellogg's. I didn't know that either. Neither did I. No. You know, when you think of Kellogg's... And then they have... So what's that cat doing? Was that cat... Now I think of Tony the Tiger? Neutered. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Apparently they're not great. Well, I'm not eating no cornflakes no mo. No mo. (laughs) Actually, I'll just... just 
never mind. I was just going to say, I'll just get a big bowl of cornflakes and go through a session, take a picture, <laughs> and send it to Kellogg's. Oh, my gosh. Like, thanks, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> Everybody get that image out of your head now. Okay. Oh, boy. I can't. All right. You're welcome. So, useless fact number nine. The black widow spider eats her mate during, during of, during of after sex. Uh, the hungry spider can eat as many as twenty lovers in one day. See a hoe. She a hoe. She a hoe, and she don't care. She's right up there with the female praying mantis. They a bunch of head eating hoes. <laughs> True though. That's you know, praying mantis copulates the same way. Eats the dude's head off. I had a few girlfriends like that. So anyways, useless fact number 10. <laughs> the aroma of wine can arouse both men and women. The scents of many wines are believed to replicate human pheromones, the chemical substances that cause behavioral responses in humans. So there you go. That's, that's why... Uh, you I know, just wine gave you two bottles of wine, Bo. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. All right. <laughs> well, let's just jump so, right into Lover Boy. There we go. Lover Boy. <laughs> now, we're going to start things tonight with a song from Constantine Morales. Uh, Constantine. You may remember him from American Idol. Mm -hmm. And he's out doing his thing right now. Yeah, he's doing. Actually, he's going to be coming up soon. Isn't he playing with a band? You just told me yeah. this, I think. I think he's doing a tribute band, Foreigner's Journey. Um, somewhere kind of local, but uh, ah, it's unfortunate. The tickets, there's nothing left that's like you can sit together. So, so here's his song. Mm -hmm. Here I come. Take a listen and we'll be right back. Lipstick perfect You got yourself together, girl Feels Madonna in a dominant world. Just, just, just shaking off that bitterness. I do remember it took some time. Y'all, it took some time. Here to be your witness at the scene of the crime. So criminal. Here I come. Slip on something comfortable Oh yeah mm, She got that bad beat on fleek I think I caught you sticking out your tongue So, so, so swimming in the playfulness You know I hate it when you tease Your friends say it's Cartier or hell to pay Living too long like it's gone today Got Phoenix or Remix You see this, no prelix We go hardcore through double dose Elevated to the top Here I
back on the balcony show, and right now we have the first song from our interview of Loverboy, and that song is Working for the Weekend. So, everybody who's working for the weekend, stand up, run, do your job, <laughs> sing the song out loud, because everybody's working for, for the, the weekend. Smash hit working for the week weekend. Let me get it right. Working for the weekend. They are now on tour and making things happen. They have a new release out, and we are very excited that he is joining us here on the show. So welcome, Mike. Thank you, Bo and Ann. <laughs> You're doing it. You're out there. What what a great are you Speedwagon Sticks? I'd like to be on the fly on the wall in the back of that stage. Holy cow. Now, can you imagine the hits that are going to be on that stage every night? It's going to be can't. fabulous. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. 
what yeah. an amazing thing. And what an amazing career you've had. You're, you still hold the title for the most Juno Awards, which is the Canadian akin to Grammys. I mean, that's really saying a lot. And now you have this new release, uh, single called Release, by the way. You, tell us something about that, Mike. Well, you know, what? Well, we had a, a couple of opportunities to do things for charity, so we had to do them virally, meaning, uh, I think that's the right word, virtually, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had to record in our separate houses and then kind of film it all, make it look like we're all together. It was really tough because everybody had to stay home, especially uh, us uh, good Canadians who were told to stay home, so we did. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, we always do what we're told up there. So the uh, the whole thing had to be done that way. So Paul and I got together at, after everybody started feeling better, and we we weren't really that much uh, concerned about you know COVID between the two of us, anyways. And so you, so we started working on this song, and uh, we ended up having to send it around and get everybody to put their parts on it, which is the first time Loverboy's ever done a song like that. Usually, we're all in the same room, we're all in the same town, we're just doing it, you know, and we're rocking. Uh, so this was kind of you know. This was kind of different, but I think it turned out great. It did. It's a fantastic song. How? Which brings me to you. You're you're out on tour. Let me let me ask you. When did you know? When was the first time that you knew that you had kind of like made it? You know what? What was that moment? Where were you in time that said, you know what? I don't have to work as hard right now. Not that you're not working hard, because you are absolutely working hard. But you kind of knew that you had made that upper platform, so to speak. You know, it kind of happened early for us. We were, uh, we'd finished recording an album, which we were really happy to be uh, able to do. And it was courtesy of uh, Columbia Records, a Canadian side. And Jeff Burns was the fellow who got us uh, got us going. He gave us enough money to record. We we found Bruce Fairburn, the producer. We found an engineer in Bob Rock, and a second engineer in Mike Fraser. And now all three of those guys went on to become super huge and super famous. We were all going up the ladder together. But right after the record was done, we took a little break, and the, the three of the guys in the band, myself, Matt, our drummer, and Paul, we took our girlfriends on an excursion. Uh, flight to Mexico, Puerto Vallarta, where you really basically have to stay close to your hotel. Everything's yeah. involved. Everything's <laughs> included. And so now, the, the funny part of this, Anne, is we didn't, or, uh, uh, Bo, is that we didn't have cell phones back then. The internet wasn't happening yet. So the guy from the hotel came running down to the beach and said, Signorino, Signorino, we need to you, you need to take this phone call. And so I go, I go up all the way back up to the hotel from the beach, and it's our manager, Bruce Allen, who manages Michael Bublé and Brian Adams, by the way. Um, he said to me, you know, grab the guys, get them all together, and go to the airport as soon as you can. Wow. You're doing American Bandstand with Dick Clark on Saturday. Oh, and big deal. wow. And I, <laughs> oh, that's very cool. And I just, right then and there, I said, this is really something. This is really it. This is this is how the, this is how stuff happens right here. Because you know, sixty million people watch that show. It's like right, it was one right. of the biggest yeah, shows. No, around. hey, yeah. I remember American Bandstand. I was a loyal fan for a long time, and I saw in an interview uh, or listened to an interview and saw actually um, you talked about an experience at JFK, and I'd like you to share that with our listeners because I thought that was really cool. Um, that it was one of those things that you were on the road and, and you remembered. <laughs> Not only were we on the road, but we were heading in the other direction from Philadelphia. And somehow we got contacted and they said, turn the bus around. You guys are going to do the four o'clock spot at JFK Stadium. And there's going to be the Kinks and Foreigner and all these bands. And I just went, whoa. So we turned that bus around and we had like two days to get there. So the bus driver drove, you know, completely illegally because you're only supposed to drive like 10 or 12 hours a day. <laughs> and he just kept at it. And we got to the, uh, the the JFK Stadium and we just in time basically to turn a hose on our heads, kind of shake our, shake our heads awake and uh, jump on stage. And we were just so into it that... There was like 100,000 people in the crowd, and Paul and I had this shtick going where I would say something to one half of the crowd. It was a bit, basically an uh, expletive swear word. And then the other side of the crowd, Paul took, he says, and he said another swear word back. So there was, everybody was swearing at each other, and there's like 100,000 people. 
So it's a four o'clock show. Usually the four o'clock band just plays for a while and then takes off. And nobody even... And so we had this place just shaking. And all the people from the other bands, like uh, I remember uh, Christy Hine was there because she was hanging out with the Kinks. And uh, the guys in Foreigner and all these band, bandmates that were playing later on, they all came out of the dressing room and went, what the hell's going on? <laughs> who are these? What a great And that was basically, story. who are these? That's, that was our kind of uh, our baptism into, um, into the big leagues. Insane. That's insane. I can't even imagine what that felt like to be on that stage and have that happen and have so many fans. And you're still bringing it. What is your favorite thing about touring? Well, you know what? Here's the deal. We haven't toured in two years. We just started playing again. We've done two or three shows. Uh, I'm playing another show this weekend, and then I'm playing a whole bunch more shows. That's all before the summer tour starts that we were talking about earlier. So we're, we're getting, we're jumping back in. We're playing the full show, and... Uh, as soon as I saw the guys the, uh, the other week, uh, I hadn't seen them in two years, so we walked up to each other, and it was just like brothers, you know? It was, it was like last week we saw each other. We were together for 40 years. I mean, it's just like, wow. And I couldn't believe how easy it was to hang out in the room with these guys, and we had a chance to maybe spend six hours on the stage the day before and, and just, you know, play and get our, our, our monitors sounding good and just kind of run through a few, a few songs. And, you know, six hours just flew by. And then the next night we did this concert and the crowd, as soon as the spotlight hit me, I just started singing. I never missed a, I never even missed a lyric. I was completely surprised, wow. to be honest with you. Oh, good for you guys. Like I said, you're still bringing the fire and it's, it's very obvious in your new single. Well, that's what we do. We really feel like that's our, our job on earth yeah. is to rock the house. And, you know, we do it. We, and we, you know, I'm not bragging about it, but it's kind of what, what happens when you put us together like that on stage. That's what we sound like, and that's what we do. And luckily, we had all these songs that became famous on the radio and, uh, and through videos. So we're in a great position, you know. It's, it's really fabulous. Have you been playing uh, your new release live? We practiced it the other day, but we didn't have the guts to play it in concert. It was a lot of words <laughs> for kind of had to try. Oh, yeah, because they didn't, uh, it's yeah, not like, you were part when you, when you created it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. So but, nobody um, rocks a headband yeah, like Loverboy. Come on, nobody rocks a headband. You brought that, and you're still it's bringing true. it. And you know what? I, I initially started wearing that, you guys, from uh, just because the lights were close to us. And when we first started out in nightclubs, I actually uh, created the headband by cutting the sleeves off my t-shirt. <laughs> and between songs, uh, you know, between uh, sets, I'd go off that. I couldn't even see because there was so much sweat in my eyes from the lights being so close and rocking. And so I cut the sleeves off one of my T-shirts, so I'd go on stage for the next set with, with one long sleeve and one short sleeve. No <laughs> sleeve. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and then after the next break, I'd cut the other sleeve off, and by the time I finished, I was in a tank top. <laughs> uh, that, that's great. Yeah, so, I love hearing these stories. Yeah. Like, you just never, at the time, you know, 30 years ago, you just never... Think of anything like that. And who that. was the most memorable person that you've ever had the opportunity to play with? I mean, I mean, you know, like gig with. <laughs> Try to keep it clean. I see. I'm glad you explained that a little. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll give you an example of how great life is. People say, "Oh, you must be, you must be so happy. You've had so much success. You made all this money, and this is great." I go, "That has nothing to do with it. What really has to do is I've got people's names." In my telephone, I can call up the guys from Journey. I can call up the guys in all these bands I played with, Kansas, uh, ZZ Top, uh, you know, uh, for years, and Sticks and, and REO. They're all friends of mine, and that, to me, is, is the big bonus. The other night, I had the opportunity to join in. In uh, Palm Springs, there was a charity event for uh, the kids at the... At the uh, and it was at... Uh, J.W. Marriott. It was a big stage, and it was a charity, you know, and they raised money to help the kids at St. Jude's. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've always believed in charity, and when they asked me to do it, I had done a commercial with uh, the host of the whole thing, and he's, you know, he's done this this thing for like 14 years, and uh, he was a putty on Seinfeld. I'm just giving you a test to see if you remember. Oh, putty. putty. Oh, Seinfeld. my gosh. I, I know the name, but I'm so... Yeah, like, yeah... I watched Seinfeld, but I don't remember Putty. Oh, was Putty Elaine's boyfriend? Patrick. Ah, I got it. Do you remember the national car ad where the guy says, I'm a pretty confident guy, I like to do things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, when I get in there. 
Oh my God! We did one of those national commercials with him, so we became friends. And so he has this thing in Palm Springs where I spend the winter. And so I went over and I did the show. Uh, Kathy and my uh, my wife, we sang uh, almost paradise. We sang turn me loose. We sang working for the weekend. And I'm hanging out with Alice Cooper and Billy Gibbons walks by. He had played the night, and at the end of the night, he took the car over real quick to to finish the show. And he walks over, and Billy Gibbons goes, "Hey, Mike." Boy, it's good to see. You. It's been a while, my friend. <laughs> you know, one of those, and this is like this is Billy Gibbons, the king of cool. You know what I'm saying here? And you know, Alice Cooper standing there with his beautiful wife, and it was just a wonderful night. And that's really what makes it for me, knowing and meeting these people and seeing them again and again here, uh, here and there. And that really gets it going for me. So yeah. that's it's just damn good to be you, right, Mike? <laughs> God, you know it is, girl. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day and your busy schedule to spend a little time with us here on The Balcony Show. I know our listeners are going to go crazy to have the opportunity to hear you. And um, you're going to be touring this summer with It's Sticks and REO, correct? Are you kidding? It's going to be so crazy. Huh? It's going to be crazy. I can't even believe i got to pinch myself right now. <laughs> That's going to be an amazing tour. Yeah, There's I, about over 50 dates, I think. 85, wasn't it? Yeah. Is it 80? How many dates is it? Uh, well, we got 67, I think, with Sticks and Ariel. Wow, fantastic. They keep adding shows. It means it's selling them very well. And they're going to be big outdoor shows, so almost right. every one of them is an outdoor facility. So it's you know going to be kind of safe, and we're not going to be all enclosed. Oh, it's it's going to be I mean? a party this summer for sure. Yeah. So. T- yeah. Oh God. So tell me one thing about Mike Reno that most people would not know. Uh, Mike Reno. Um, I'm an avid uh, Porsche guy. I have a little collection of Porsches, and I started uh, 42 years ago collecting. I've got a '57 Porsche Speedster oh, wow. Carrera. And it's a GT, which are very rare. It was built as a race car. I bought it from a lady in Minnesota in the dead of winter. She says, get this thing out of my bar. Oh, my you know? gosh. And now it's, you know. That's every car collector's dream. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's 42 years ago, girls. So, and I just bought it out of the love for the style of this car. And it wasn't all that expensive back then. And But now I, I, I insured it with Haggerty, and they told me a number. And I actually literally sat down because my legs got weak. <gasps> and when they told me how much they think it's worth valued it so for an insur- insurance purposes. And I had no idea it was we'd be worth that wow. much. I'm not even going to say that much. Yeah, well, you know what? Just, go go to Barrett, <laughs> just watch the Barrett auction, and you'll get some kind of a clue. I love that auction. Exactly. And that's one thing I really love. Another thing I love is golf. I golf all the time. I golf three, four times a week when I'm not uh, touring. And I'm starting to get pretty good at it, surprisingly. So that's kind that of cool. That is kind of cool. I always wanted to try golf. Never tried it. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not chasing a ball. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll drive the car so what it drink. is, it's a, yeah. you know, you hang out with the guys. You hang out with the guys and girls, and you you know you're outside and you're walking around and you're getting some exercise. You're breathing in fresh air, and you're taking your anger out by hitting the ball. I put Putin's picture oh, on my yeah. yeah. perfect, <laughs> absolutely. I think the whole planet is. Putting, we love you more, yeah. Mike Reno. <laughs> and <laughs> again, I want to thank you. I'm going to let you go because I know you have a super busy schedule, but. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts here at the Balcony Show. We are very happy to have spent some time with you. To all of our listeners, check out their new release. Release. <laughs> uh, you're going to want to download it, follow them, get those tickets. This is going to be a phenomenal show. This is like stellar stuff. Yeah. So It is.
Hi, everybody. This is Mike Reno from Loverboy, and you're listening to The Balcony Show. tonight by Loverboy. And right now we have a Mad Cats Mad Tracks and it's called No Saints in the City by Ghosts of Sunset. So, keep on screaming and yelling, jumping around and doing what you gotta do. <laughs> don't sit down. That's what I'm saying. Don't sit down. I don't want you sitting down. 
Flip your chair over, as a matter of fact. That's what I'm saying. Crank the dial up to 11. Give it a listen. Here we go. balcony show and on this week's indie radar i'm talking tiktok again and i saw it seems like that's all i ever do is talk about tiktok i love tiktok um one uh for the reason it's not it's not a great it's not it's a time waster but there's some funny funny stuff going on um but i'm actually very interested in tiktok 
watching and learning and kind of taking in all this information about all these singers and artists and bands that are kind of going viral on TikTok. Um, So on that note, check this out. TikTok launched its own promotion and distribution platform called Sound On. It's already in the United States, and it's strictly for helping indie artists find their fans on TikTok, obviously, leading to record label deals and publishing deals um, and helping labels and publishers actually find these artists. So it's soundon.global, and it's all about TikTok and these viral videos and music artists kind of catching everybody's attention. Uh, But what I did want to point out about this is not necessarily so much worrying about, you know, getting a label deal or getting a publishing deal. And, you know, kudos to you if you if you get that opportunity being on TikTok. But more importantly, it's remaining true to yourself and not just relying on going viral because some of these artists go viral and then they kind of fall off the face of the earth. And if you're a true artist, you obviously don't want to do that. You want to build your platform. You want to build your career. And uh, you want to have some uh, longevity going on as far as you being an artist and creating music. So, but did want to bring that to everyone's attention. Soundon.global, new promotion and distribution platform through TikTok. It's time for the spotlight portion of our show where we showcase debut singles and returning guests. And your host is Donna Gallucci. So, here we go. Spotlight. We have a brand new song by the band Messer. Yeah, they were on the show um, a while ago. Really a yeah. fun group. Super cool dudes. Yeah. Shout really out to cool. Messer. We yeah. love hey, you. Hey, Messer. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> really cool that they put this song out called Hope in This World. Um, it came out of the pandemic, and uh, they just wanted to use their platform and their music to spread some hope, give people some hope, and... Uh, it's positive, positive which is, outlook on you know what, there for a while we were getting like a lot of uh, really depressed songs and, and understandably, you know, there's a lot going on, but it's kind of cool to see as we're coming out of the p- pandemic, so is the music. It's, exactly. It's almost like yeah. the music is changing now. Yeah. It's becoming more everybody, upbeat. Everybody, everybody yeah. getting back to partying. Yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of really cool guys to want to, you know, they really wanted to spread this message to everybody. So right. I think it was really cool that they did it in this way. And a couple of other cool things I just wanted to uh, let everybody know. They're on tour uh, starting on May 7th, and it's called Gas in Your Tank Tour. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Well, <laughs> I don't know really, about now. Yeah, but what they're doing is actually, if you download their app, the Messer, they actually have an app, mm-hmm. Messer app, and you share their video for this song. And use hashtag hope in this world. They, uh, they pick a winner every week to receive a $50 gift card. Oh, uh, see, that's wow. cool. Gas in your tank. So I there thought that go. was really, really cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sign up and do that. <laughs> where, do we, where do we go to find out? <laughs> well, I saw that on Facebook and oh, they on also their fa- okay. on their Facebook page. And also, if you go to their website, you could also do it there. Just Very uh, they cool. give you the instructions on what to do. They even made a little video on what to do and how to do it. So. Super cool. There you go. Yeah, it's really Very cool. creative, so, actually. Yes, actually it is. Give them props for couple that. A couple other <laughs> things I'd like to remind people of. Number one, our Reverb Nation campaign will be coming to a close by the end of this month. So if you haven't gotten your music in, get your music in. And we are partnered with Main Street Jukebox. Go over and check out the independent music there. The best way to support an independent musician is to buy their CDs. Yes, so, and Tom has a really nice display of a lot of you, independent music over there. So right. And uh, check it out. We'll put it on our Facebook page, the mm-hmm. artists that are available at Main Street Jukebox. Yes, we'll we put a list that, out. So. Absolutely. So... On that note, we are ready to listen to the new song by Messer, Hope in This World. I feel so far away that I can't see the other side. The space between us growing dark and clouded in our eyes. How can we reach each other far away from in between? How can we make it out before it ends? 
Welcome back to this fantastic, hilarious, loving <laughs> lover boy kind of a show. Thanks, Mad Cat, for those fun, useless yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just so lucky I showed up today. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we are very lucky. Anyway, so uh, I would say our listeners are very lucky because there's a lot of great music on this show. And uh, coming up next, we've got Love on My Heels by Bright Eyed and Blind. Love uh, this chick's yeah, voice. Another, another awesome artist we had on our show and... Very impressed, and uh, hope you love the song.
Welcome back to The Balcony Show, and we've come to the end of another fantastic show. Special shout-out and thanks to Mike Reno from Loverboy for joining us here on the show. Just what an incredible talent and just a really nice guy. So it's it's always so cool when they're, when it they're is. cool. And it, yeah, very cool that he shared some cool stories with us and, and brought us back to a, a very fun time. Back in the mm-hmm. '80s, absolutely. I don't know. I think everybody might think their now, decade even, was cool, even, but the you know, '80s he's was really, cool. He's really still doing it. Yeah, and he's uh, this tour is going to be off the chain. You know, oh my gosh! I, yeah, I th- you know, I think uh, when uh, you know when I was sitting there and I was going through when you know Bo said it, you know we were going to have Mike on the show, and I just went back through their entire catalog of music. Like I did, I didn't just go with the radio hits. I just Went through all the deep yeah. cuts, everything, and, and I gotta tell you, you know, it's like sometimes you get so used to listening to right the know, radio play, the, oh the, yeah, the same you know? three oh, that yeah. they play on the radio that you completely forget that these guys were absolutely phenomenal at what they did. Mm-hmm. You're eager jazzed. I got so swept up in it, yeah. And I was like, when I got to the end of it, I was like, okay, one more, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah. well, it was like feel good. It was fun. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, I would go back to the eighties in a heartbeat. Yeah, in a heartbeat. You remember yeah. when music used to be like that? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Good right. times. So we're gonna get out of here tonight, and we're gonna end things tonight f- with a song from a local group, one of our favorites here at the Balcony Show, The Beautiful Distortion Voices. So take a listen. Good night, everybody from the Balcony Show. We'll catch you next week. Peace.
and that's what's up.